Otakuology Podcast with Otaku Mike Engine Graves. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to the Otakuology Podcast. It's a new episode, new week. I'm Otaku Mike. I'm here with Jen Graves. What's up? If you don't know who, what, who, what, or how the Otakuology Podcast is, we are a podcast that talks about many geeky, nerdy things like anime, manga, movies, stuff like that. And today we are doing another manga episode. We are looking at Volume One of Blood on the Tracks, written and drawn by Shuzo Oshimi. He is a very prolific horror writer. He has written Inside Mari, um, Flowers of Evil, Happiness, stuff like that. All things really fucked up. And today, we are looking at his newest manga. Well, sort of new, because I think there's like seven or eight volumes out. I am so behind on it. Yeah, and I um, think he's already got another one that's out too, but I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember. Um, but this one is about a child and her and his very overprotective mom. That's, that's the best I'm going to describe it. His helicopter parent. His helicopter parent. That is for sure. You right? Know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So this was my first foray, foray into Shuzo Oshimi. Right. And man, uh, how do you how did you like it so far? Um, it was interesting because I know I know as much as of his work that I've read because you know I've read the other three, mm-hmm. and that this one for it to be the first one that you're actually getting into how how the train is so different between you and I right now. <laughs> Like, cause I know, I know like you could hop into and be like, oh man, that was, that was fucked up. Uh-huh. And me be like, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh-huh. But then, but then it's like, okay, well you've only read this one. You don't know how fucked yeah, up it'll Yeah, I get. mean, I gotta get the rest of it. Cause I actually, honestly, I fell behind on picking up the titles. Uh, right. cause I, I actually, spoilers, I actually enjoyed this first book. <laughs> but, um... Let's get into this. So our story starts out. How does our story start out, Jen? Our story starts out with our main character as a little kid asking his mom about this kitten that I, at the time, I don't, I guess we didn't know um, Mm -hmm. uh, or through his eyes, but um, that this, there was this kitten or cat that basically was, was dead and he was asking about it. And they were like kind of interacting with it, touching it, you know. Right. It was it was a little odd. Um, but we find out our main character, his name is uh, Suichi. Is that how you say it? Sui- say Suichi? Is it, is it Suichi? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Saichi. Saichi? Okay. It's Saichi. And yeah. Saichi is getting up for school. His mom is waking him up uh, because his mom loves him dearly. And... A little too dearly. A little too dearly, if one might say. Um, And he's getting ready for school, and he's going to have a swim class, I think it is, today. Yeah. And he gets gets all ready for school. Did you ever have a swim class in high school? No. Or middle school? Okay. We didn't even have a swimming pool in our high school. 
I think we had a swim team. Yeah. We didn't have, we didn't have a swimming pool. Okay. Yeah. I just sometimes like whenever it's in uh it, like in books or whatever, I always have to ask people uh what athletics or stuff they had in school because sometimes like people are like, Oh yeah, I did that. You didn't? I'm like, No. No, we didn't. Yeah, no. I mean I I feel like each school is different. That's true. I yeah. feel like uh even like now, like the big thing that I question a lot is when people go Oh well, we we had home ec classes. I'm like, what? Like I've seen that in TV shows, but yeah, we we my, had that. My school didn't have that. We didn't have wood shop, so we had we had wood shop and um, we had home ec. They were actually right next door to each other. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. we didn't have we didn't have any of that crap. So, anyways, uh, Suichi is leaves his overprotective mom, and his dad actually happens to show up as well. And he is very surprised that his dad's actually there because I think his dad is not really in the picture. He's more of like a traditional uh, Japanese salaryman dad. Yeah, works all the time. He works all the time. And, you know, he's got to go get drinks after <laughs> work. Yeah. And whatnot. And uh, Suichi's mom tells him to have a good day. And he ends up going to. Or on his way to school, he meets his. Hey, I guess. Can I tell you something about that what? part real quick? What? So the first time I read this, I was sitting here, uh, and, and when I read that whole part between the interaction between the mom and the dad and stuff, I was like, I've read plenty of Faku manga that start out this way. <laughs> Jeez, uh, dad's unsuspecting. Mom will play sometime, yeah. somewhere. Anyways, getting me off track. You're welcome. Uh, so, toot, toot, toot. so, getting you back on track. Suichi is on his way to school, and I don't know if they're his friends or not, but they seem kind of mean to be his friends. They're kind of talking and asking him, "Hey, what's first period today?" You know, and he's like, "I think it's Japanese," you know, and they're talking, you know, kind of fooling around. And Suichi, Suichi's kind of just, he's a very timid child. And they're talking about, oh, you got your swimsuits? You got your swimsuits? And they fucking pants him. Right. They, they fucking pants him, check to see if he has a swimsuit on. Uh, not gonna lie, little gay. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, people used to do that quite a lot. I know, I know. But they are very um, excited to see that he has a swimsuit on, just saying. Right. You know, and uh, we get to class and we see Suichi is looking at a young girl. Her name is uh, Fukushi. That's her her last name. Yeah. And what what happens next, Jim? At the pool. Oh, and then they get ready to go to the pool. Yeah, what happens? Um, He sees her because I'm pretty sure they were like childhood friends too, right? I believe they are childhood friends, yes. Uh, sees her talking to another dude. Or, or some, some sort of childhood friend, I think. Yeah. Go, go ahead, sorry. And then he, he kind of, he sees her talking to a boy, and he kind of like does the whole ooh kind of thing, and I guess it throws her off her game about it to leave the guy. Yeah, she kind of notices him, and he, I, I was a little confused when I saw that panel. I was like, is that, is that Suichi? Um, and like, 
quit peeking. It's like you can see he was hiding around the wall. And I didn't, I couldn't tell if it was him or another kid. Right. So that's why I was a little confused because she kind of like pops out around the corner. And she's like, hey, what are you doing? You know? Right. It's kind of like fucking with them almost, you know? Right. What a cute boy you are. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm blushing, you know? And they start, the other kids start to like, um, not like heckle him, but like give him a hard time about it. And yeah, he's like, you know, uh, yeah, they do. And then, uh, and then we have the little, uh, I don't want to call him a little douchebag, but he's a little douchebag. I mean, he is a little douchebag. Yeah. The, the, little, the kid with the glasses. Yeah. He's a little, he's a little fucking cunt. He's like my least favorite character at this point. Yeah. Does he show back up? In the manga? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Probably when they get back in school. Maybe. And so, Say comes home to his mom. His mom's a housewife, obviously. And she talks about how uh, his aunt and his cousin are going to come over again today. And, uh, you know, he but wanted not, to... Not today, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Sorry. He went tomorrow. And um, she wanted to make sure he didn't have any plans. And I, he did have plans to go get ramen. With his friends. I use the word friends loosely. But he's like, oh, I can cancel. I can cancel on them. So he starts talking about how he had a dream. And in his dream, he saw a dead cat. And when he was little. And it was on the side of the road. Just lying on the side of the road. You know, we've coming back around to this at the beginning. He's remembering things from the past. Right. And... Say's mom is very surprised that he remembers this thing because he was only three years old when they saw the cat dead. Right. Yeah. And how do you remember that? She probably thought that it would be like so traumatic that he would like bury it down so far he wouldn't remember it. Yeah. So, and then we get this weird, awkward scene, which. We could talk about more later, but I'm. Um, she kind of puts her hands on Say's face, and she like leans in, and she's like, uh, "Let your mommy hold you." <laughs> and he's true. like, "He's like, fuck no, fuck That's no." True. Every every time she says "mommy," it kind of makes me cringe a little. Yeah, bit. and he's like, "Quit, quit! You're embarrassing me." And we get this weird conversation and she's like how do you think um how do you think the cat died and he's like i don't know i think it probably got hit right by a car you know right and then we get a picture of the dead poor little dead kitty cat on the on the floor and uh how what um what happens next uh and then it's like the next morning his mom's in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and and this starts to seem really weird because I feel like this scene almost replays like multiple times when you're reading the series. Yeah, but where they have breakfast and she asks, mm-hmm. she has the whole point of what kind of like I, I think it's a dumpling. It's maybe? like a dumpling or like a pork bun type of thing. Yeah, maybe that's what it is—a bun or I something. I think it's like red. It's said pork and red beans. Yeah, so I'm gonna see like a pork bun. So it's either like a, a savory one or a sweet one with red bean paste yeah. stuff. 
Yeah. And uh, she asked him that, and we see that like being asked like multiple times. Oh yeah, that is that is definitely true with that. Yeah. Uh. So, and then Dad comes in, kind of talks to him. Dad says he's working late, and Mom says, "Hey, you know what about your sister coming over?" And her her boy, you know, uh, we kind of need to get ready for it. And, um, dad's like, oh, well, I'll probably be late. Yeah. Which I, <laughs> I forgot where I was at. Uh, <laughs> so we were talking about the pork buns and the continuous conversation every day yeah. about the, so the, the pork buns and the, the red bean and then basically going and, um, mom telling dad, Hey, uh, you know, your sister and your nephew are coming into town. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? Uh, you know, what are we going to do? Are you going to be here for that? And he's just kind of like, I'll be working late again. Yeah, he, he obviously works works too much. And we see... Which, uh, the... I mean, reading some of the other ones that uh-huh. I've read, I really wonder if it's leaning towards that or if it's leaning towards him having an affair. That's possible. So, and I mean, that's something we just don't know about yet. Yeah. And so we meet Say's cousin <coughs> and his aunt. They come over uh, to hang out and talk and chit-chat, I guess. And we see Say and his cousin playing uh, this game. It's kind of like Tetris. It's an actual game, but I can't remember what the game is called. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to get there. It's called... Uh, it looks like Tetris, but it's not. I think it's like Puyo oh. Puyo, Puyo, maybe? Uh yeah, I don't know that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very it's like a, a drop down Tetris yeah. style game. Dude, and he's like dude. it's like, man, say you really suck. <laughs> You're not good at this, you know. Right. And he starts kind of making fun of him and uh making fun of his mom and how she's like a like a big like helicopter parent over protective shit like that, you know. Right. And, you know, and say Which... says Go ahead. Which I kind of wonder with this part, with the joking, if his mom ever really, like, heard any of that. Mm-hmm. Or anything. Well, I mean, I like to imagine she already knew. Yeah, I think she kind of already knew. Uh, like, she had heard that, especially with the outcome of things that happened later on. But Say is kind of taken back by this situation. And he's like, well, what do you mean? You know, and he just like, yeah. And he's like, say his cousin's like, you know, she's just overprotective, you know, annoying, always hovering, stuff like that, you know. And uh, he kind of goes back into his memory and he sees like when he was in um, like kindergarten, you know, uh, his mom was always there or, you know, would stay around and, you know, just, you know, just very, um, she was always there, helicopter, you know. Right. Which is a little, it's very, like, unsettling. You know. And That's true. That is very true yeah. with helicopter parents. And so we get this uh, interaction where uh, Say's dad comes back and his, his, his Say's aunt is there as well. And they kind of come up with this idea to go on like a hike up in the mountains. Right. 
And his dad's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it'll be a great idea. You know, oh, yeah. And they're all ha- kind of happy about it. But Say's kind of like, I don't know if I really want to do that, you know. Because I think, was it before this? No, it was after this. He is his mom. No, he get, makes the date with the girl. Yeah. But his mom's kind of like, kind of like poking him and just do like, be like, hey, what's wrong? You know, and kind of giving this weird like um look on her face and she like just gives him a big old kiss on the cheek and right she's becoming a little t- little too uh a little too much uh affection if i do say so myself <laughs> a little too handsy a little, little too handsy a little too like i don't know it's just it's a very unsettling feel when right. you're when you're when you're reading it you know so what happens next? Uh, with him camping? No, where he meets the he meets up with the girl, uh, Fukushi. Oh, she gives him her little letter on them going on a date or whatever, or coming over to like hang out. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I can't because my cousin's always over, right at the at at the house, you know, and." He's like, oh, maybe we can hang out. I don't know, you know. Yeah, maybe my cousin might be there. And he, say comes home, and he's kind of. He looks a little out of it, and as he's he's talking to her, um, he kind of uh, says he invited a friend over to school. You know, and she's like, oh, okay, well, maybe we can do it after the the trip, after we take our trip. To the right. to the mountains, and uh, she she asks him again if he wants to have uh, roasted pork with rice and rice, if that's okay. Which yeah. I think she asked if he wanted pork and beans last time for lunch. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I just remember the breakfast thing. Yeah, so I think they have. Pork and rice at lunch, and pork and beans <laughs> breakfast. Uh, pork, so, pork or beans. Pork and pork and bean like um, buns or whatever. It, it yeah, it's pork or beans. Yeah. And so, so go ahead. Sweet red, sweet red bean bun, or a, a probably like a pork shaved bun. Yeah, something like that, you know. And so we, they go Which, on their, they go on their trip. Both the are whole, delicious. the whole family is there. Right, you know? grandma, grandma, grandpa, uh, aunt, uncle, cousin, yeah. mom, dad, everybody's there. Say, uh, yeah. They start planning out uh, their hike, which I feel like is kind of funny because at one point, the I think it's grandpa. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's uncle. I think it's grandpa says, Oh wow. You know, we're keeping up better with the, the these like young whippersnappers yeah, than they are yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. like situation. And then it's kind of like sitting there dogging on the dad and the uncle a little bit yeah. at the same time too. And they kind of get into like a little competition almost yeah. to see who can like make it to the end of the trail. And we see this interaction between say and his cousin. He's like, Oh look, I found the perfect walking stick. And you know, Oh, like, uh, you know, come, come check this out. You know, this and that. 
and we see right. this we see throughout the this this walk that they're doing or hike that uh Suichi's mom or say's mom is very worried uh about what exactly could happen she's very you know yeah she wants her kids to um not don't walk don't walk too fast don't do this yeah don't do that you know stay close and so say his cousin pushes see sweetie i'm just gonna say say because say is easier to say say pushes say and you see his mom like lunge and go to grab him and like protect and shield him almost and we get this weird interaction where everybody starts laughing at his mom right and saying oh you're overprotective this and that you know uh i I, we can't believe you like come on you know and the grandfather's like oh come on let's get back on the trail you know oh her name is psycho that's what her name is that's what the mom's name is psycho (laughs) yeah psycho psycho or Psycho or Seiko? Hey, uh, yeah, we can go with Psycho. It's it's like Seiko. It's it's S E I K O. I think it's Seiko. Yeah. I think I don't know. For so Seiko's sake, they're going through the woods and they stop to have. I think it's lunch. Yeah, and they keep going on about how oh she's overprotective, you know this and that and. And Say and his cousin go off and wander uh, a bit off the beaten path. We see Say's cousin, and he's like on the edge of a cliff. And he's yeah. like, oh, man, you know, come check this out, this and that. And Say's like looking at him. He's like, oh, I don't think you should be doing that. Um, right. That's, that's Which didn't, you know. didn't they tell them, that, tell the adults that they were just going to the bathroom? I think so. Yeah, they just told him they were going to the bathroom. And we get this weird scene where uh, Say's mom shows up and she's like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> he's like, what? Uh, what? What? And she starts to to uh, she looks and she she puts together like, oh, Seiji's uh, over there on the um, the the edge of the cliff and she's like look stop it's dangerous you know you don't really want to do that and he kind of like almost like starts dancing he like kind of starts dancing and like trips a little bit and she's like seiji uh didn't i tell you um to like uh to not do that you know right and he's like uh shut up you know or she's like, shut up. And he's like, I said I was fine. This and that, you know. Right. And we get this scene to where they're standing on the edge of the cliff. We get and the this bump, is, bump, bump. This is the kicker. And he's like, Auntie, what are you, what are you doing, Auntie? And says mom pushes his cousin off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was coming. It was coming. It was coming, you know. And so we get this scene to where uh, he's 
presumably dead, you know. Right. And Say is just struck with fear, paralyzed to do anything, really. And she's like, don't tell anybody about what happened, you know. Yeah. He slipped and fell. Which which I think it's kind of crazy, that whole point that she does right there, where she's like, hey, you know, don't tell anybody. Yeah, nothing, don't tell anybody exactly what she, happened. You know, nothing happened. Then she goes, she starts yelling, go get the others, something yeah. happened. Yeah, you go know, get the like, others, oh, no. And so yeah. everybody else finds out that uh, Seiji is fallen, slipped and, slipped and fell. Uh, and we get this interesting turn of events as to say covers up for his mom. I don't know if it's out of fear of what his mom might do, or he was just in shock. Uh, I think it was shock. And he covers up for her. And then uh, the manga kind of ends where uh, everybody is going to go try to get Seiji and it ends with uh, his mom and say holding tight holding each other on the cliff like hugging you know but I mean, I guess we could go kind of into uh, volume 2 a little bit because I know a little bit what happens uh, later on you right. find out later on you find out that Seiji is still alive you know with uh, from falling off the cliff he's in like critical condition if I remember correctly right yeah and it's the rest of the manga is them dealing with that aspect of like what his mom actually did you know right which i mean i think too like part of this i mean with this scenario is that she has kind of raised seiji to be that way Mm -hmm. and that you know kind of like with the cat thing that we saw Mm mm-hmm she has basically undermined it where he can't tell things one way or the other. Yeah. And that in instances like this where she pushed him and everything, Mm -hmm. or Shinjiro, she Mm -hmm. pushed him, and now Seiji doesn't know how to actually accept it because of probably how he's grown up i mean yeah. we've we only saw the cat part but there's no telling that it didn't happen multiple times yeah true you know? and go ahead sorry that was it oh and like i feel like like this this manga ends with a like a like a like a like a thud you know no pun intended but like it literally leaves you on a cliff hanger you know, and we get to see literally, literally <laughs> a cliffhanger. Um, but it's interesting to see like her the tonal shift and and uh, say's mom and see how she like kind of her body language changes over time, her facial expressions, the way she acts, you know, around other people. Right. You know, say never thought that his mom was capable of something like this. You know. Uh, from just being like somebody who was like extremely overprotective, you know, obviously there's something wrong with his mom. Obviously. Right. Uh, I've, I aren't a lot of, uh, Oshimi's other stuff more supernatural based. No, no. So Oshimi's best thing usually comes from his play on the 
human perspective uh-huh. of things. Because wasn't one of them like about like vampires? Happiness is the only one that he's had actual vampires okay. and okay. stuff in. Um, okay. Which I think that things like that, like if he tries to add another element to it, I think it screws up his whole rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, so like happiness is actually my least favorite of his works. Okay. So, um, but that human aspect really plays into a lot of this. And I think he's got a good way of writing it where uh-huh. when you read it, it plays on your emotions as well uh-huh. as the characters in it. So it feels like you're actually a part of the, the Yeah, story. and you're kind of seeing it through, say, his point of view. Right. For a good chunk of this. One thing I did while rereading this, I didn't realize it the first time I I, I, I went through it. This book is set in the 80s. <laughs> is it? Yes, it is set in the eighties. I didn't notice that either. Yeah, yeah. From the like the the stuff that they're playing, the cars that they're driving, the clothes that they're wearing. You know, they don't have cell phones. It's it's set in like the eighties. I don't know about that yet. I, th- I think it's set. <laughs> I'll, in the 80s. I'll have to rethink about that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh... I don't know. I can't remember everything in book two to tell you if that's true or not. Okay. It would be really cool to find that out, though, and be like, yeah, that, that's what the setting of this one is. Holy it, shit. it looks like it's set in the 80s, just by like the way they're, 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 they're dressed, you know, um, just, just the way everything is. It's what it seemed like to me, personally. Um, but I, I thought this was a very interesting first volume. Right. I enjoyed it. I I have to say, and I mean, you can agree with me on this or uh-huh. not, but I have to say that probably the ending of this one mm-hmm. is probably like out of the first one of any manga I've ever read. This is probably the biggest one where I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, like holy shit! Like what the hell's you gonna know? happen after this? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like even the the first no longer human like. Uh, series that came out, which was the the three volumes from whoever. Mm-hmm. Like even the end of that was like a big shock to me. But then this one was like completely like over that one. Holy, you know? Yeah, most most definitely, you know. And like a lot of people say, don't talk about this manga because it's you'll spoil things, you know. Right. And a lot of people say you want you should go in, uh blindly while reading this manga like something happens obviously uh i i feel like sure you could talk to somebody uh about this or whatever and you really don't want to say anything Mm because then you kind of ruin the volume yeah at that point because i mean like we talked about there's not really that much to actually cover in it you know yeah that's true there isn't that much to cover in the story you know so i mean anything you do is kind of going to be ruining that volume at least yeah but i th- i think you know too like we were talking about just with this guy um mm-hmm. and osoma does the same thing um that uh shuzo does is just the fact of when you're reading their work whenever you move on to the next volume and you keep going there's this build up on the whole mm-hmm. thing and it actually triggers you over a lot of other things yeah this so this, this manga does build up quite a bit from the first page to the last page of this volume right you know and it's very you get these hints of something's not right something's very unsettling and 
I, I noticed things more the second time I read it. I picked up on different things, right? Different different aspects of of how she would act around or talk to certain people, and 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 stuff like that. You know, and one I have a theory. I don't think they found the cat dead. Oh, you don't think that they found the cat initially dead? Yes. When it was sleeping? I think possibly that Say's mom killed the cat. Right. That's what I'm thinking. No, no, I I agree with that. I think that too. Maybe like Say was playing with it and it did something to Say and she like snapped and killed it, you know. I don't even know. I don't even know that part. I think probably she just doesn't want anything to overrule her on anything of being that one focused object. Oh, that's, that's a possibility as well. And, yeah. And saves life, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, what I feel like she probably did was see the cat coming around or whatever and goes, oh, no. You know, um, yeah. he he can't like this cat. He can't like this cat more than me. And she may have went out and found it, snapped its neck. Yeah. And then just dropped it and went about her day. Cause I mean, we've, no... we've seen her, we've seen her do that multiple times that she'll sit there working. And then you just kind of uh-huh. get this little glint, like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm yeah. talking with a psychopath. Yeah. You know, they, you know, in that, in the picture, which you see multiple times throughout the, the manga, there are no tire marks on the cat's body. Right. You know, it just looks like it, it, it died, you know? Well, I mean, not only that, but it's it's not even on a spot where it could be a car. It's a yeah. path. Yeah, it's like a like a pathway type of thing, you know. Yeah. So I mean, for sure, like, there's not going to be a car go down that way. Mm-hmm. So I I think that probably that's what happened. Yeah. Is she snapped this thing's neck, and then probably left it there, thinking, hey, it would be decomposed mm-hmm. or something by then, or um. You know, animal control people or animal yeah. control like cleanup mm-hmm. may may have at some point walked by and cleaned it up, and you know, didn't, and they yeah. ended up walking by this or whatever, mm-hmm. and it being there. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know, and, and her being like, "Oh crap!" You know, I forgot. Okay, well, let's just play it off. Did you, <laughs> you see know? in in the back where it has? Or, the... or right. here's the second one for that. Is that the reason she went out earlier and did the same thing? She killed the cat. Okay. Okay. And she, and she put it there for this this thing to basically have that time with Say. Because, I mean, it, he's a child, right? At this mm-hmm. age. And he's going to ask those questions. What if she set up the cat there mm-hmm. for him to ask her that? And for her to kind of instill this, oh, hey, you know. Uh, this is what happened to the cat, you know, so he would be more intrigued by like her. Yeah. So if you go back and look at the very end of the book where it says a uh, photo album. Yeah. You go back and you see like, say when he's a baby, it actually yeah. says, uh, CG at birth, 1981. Yeah. So it is set in the eighties, probably late eighties. I'm guessing late eighties, early nineties. Well, if that's him, Seiji, Seiji at birth, and he's 13 now? Yeah. It would be 94. 
Yeah. So late, late, uh, mid nineties, almost. Yeah. Yeah. The artwork's really interesting in this book. Yeah. Oh Did man, you... I I really like how he does it. I think he does the human like, expression pretty he well. He does. Too. Um... <clears throat> there are times where it's like some of the panels are like painted. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see. I wonder if he actually. He, he, nobody really has his style, but he does has a very like heavy line work where like a lot of hatching, cross hatching, stippling, uh, type of stuff. You know, for like the shading purposes, which a lot of mangaka don't really do that with uh with their manga. Yeah, and I find it very as an artist, I, I kind of picked up on this stuff. Because uh, he uses a lot of like normal shading techniques, and I, I'm curious to see or wonder about if his stuff is digital or um, physically done, because it looks like it has like a physical uh, aspect to it. Because a lot of times when you can tell when something is digitally done, you can tell like the difference. Right. Um, I mean, honestly, on I think on most of his cover art, which we saw it with. Uh flowers of evil you know if you bought the single volumes you could tell kind of an arc setup because you had ones that were these simple like drawings you had um these hard actual looked like the manga drawings um I there's think it's, there's I think another it's, one and then there was like uh looked like water paint i think is i think his stuff is done in watercolor yeah because i think i remember hearing that and i think i remember hearing that when I first heard about, I think it is done in like a watercolor style because his color pages are watercolor and man, if, if they ever put out like a full color, like edition of this in like that watercolor style. Yeah. That would, that would just be like, his artwork is already amazing. Right. But to have it in full color and have it in its like original, um, uh, like format to where yeah. you got to see the watercolor paintings and stuff. I think that would be beautiful. That'd be cool. Or if he yeah. just put out like an art book. Yeah, that'd be cool too. Uh, Cause I mean, in, in the beginning there are watercolors in this, uh, when you see like the, the they're walking around with the dead cat and stuff, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I like, I like seeing colored manga and color pages in manga. And his are, uh, his definitely stand out. Yeah. Cause his artwork stands out and it's not like anybody else's artwork. You can't say like, you know how like, um, they say, I mean, I mean, that's what I was saying. Like only him and, uh, uh, what's his name? The other dude, the, the downfall guy and stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Asano. Yeah. Both of them are the only two. I feel like even have work that's close enough to each other. Yeah. Story wise and art wise, yeah, that's true. We'll have to cover Downfall as well because that's a interesting volume. We we have a lot of manga to cover. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I actually highly recommend this. I'm gonna end up probably picking up the rest of it, so we can actually cover it on the podcast. Right. I need to pick up the rest of this too. I think I have the first three. Okay. Yeah, I have the first volume, and that's it. <laughs> so, uh, but I would highly recommend this to like anybody too. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that like it, when you, if you've already listened to our Ultraman podcast, mm-hmm. um, 
that this is another one of those that you're probably going to want to pick up like the first five volumes or so. Yeah. Because this one's even a, a quicker read than it's, it's than de- Ultraman. It's definitely, I don't know why I never picked up the rest of it. I kind of, I maybe just put it to the wayside. Yeah. Cause I really enjoyed the first volume, but like, it's a, like once like you go through it and you're like, Oh, like at first I kind of thought it was boring. Right. It's like, Oh, it's kind of boring. And I was like, oh, like, I got to read more of this now. Right. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck just happened? Right. Although I have to say. Do you think this might go into some weird, like, incest vibe territory? Yes. I... I have predictions. I think it will go into an incest vibey place. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the mom will kill the dad at some point, probably, um, and that she will strongly push forward on him, basically, uh, like marrying her. Because if I remember like, correctly, like things start to kind of slowly unravel. Yeah. But the the son basically like trying to talk him into oh you're my soulmate we'll just be together yeah something like those are my three predictions that I think will happen yeah now with some of his work there are usually like a type of sex scene as well too mm-hmm. not not a lot but usually there's something like that yeah and if we cross that line and it's what even you, a suggestion what, of what the, you, the son and the mom what do you suspect. I don't know. Technically, what do you suspect if he actually does cross that line and it's like reciprocated both ways? Oh my god. It was because like like really fucked up shit. I don't Oh my god. I don't know at that point. Uh, I gotta put these now. Uh, Yeah, it'll probably be like I don't know what to do or it'll be like a I'm just gonna sit here and imagine that they're just actors and in a and they're playing stuff yeah. out, not not their actual family because that's gonna fucking scar me for life. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, what is it rated? It doesn't have a rating on it on the back of it. I'm gonna guess it's like a mature reader's book. Um, ish. Let me look real quick. I it doesn't. Think they- have a rating on the back of it. I, th- I think they put it on the inside back cover. Okay. Maybe. Uh, oh. Imprint by Kandansha, Japanese. <laughs> I don't see it. A work of fiction. First edition. Hey, we can go see him in New York. <laughs> oh, is he in New York? Oh, Kandansha's in New York. Yeah, it says it's where it's published. Huh. Huh. Published Interesting. Through. Interesting. Um, but anyways, I highly recommend you guys read this. Um, if you read it from us, from listening to our podcast, or if you already have interest in it, if you're looking for some kind of suspense horror manga that's not like monsters, this one's actually pretty good. Like, yeah, it's it's well worth the read. Anyways, guys. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, topic ideas for us, you can reach us on our Instagram at Otakuology Podcast or on our email at otakuologypodcast at gmail.com. You can check out my YouTube channel at Otaku Mike. You can t- check out Jen's YouTube channel at Jen Graves. And uh, 
yeah, I think that's everything. You know, when will right. they see us next, Jen? Y'all will see us next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Thanks Bye. for listening. <laughs>